in this episode of the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, I receive a wonderful, inappropriate compliment, and I learned the hard way about a decision I wish I could take back. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. Before I get into today and how it's going, I've got to journal about my time reading to a kindergarten class. I'd recently grown a goatee and it's caused a total stir at school. I was sitting with a group of kindergartners about to read when one cutie pie raised her hand and told me that my beard looks nice and that I look like a pimp. (laughs) Yes, a pimp. Can you believe that? I was blown away that a five-year-old was telling me this. Unreal. In other news, I'm still dying over the possible staff changes for next year. A part of me wants to kick myself for giving out contracts before realizing that I want to get rid of some of these people. My goal today is to have a very difficult conversation with two of our coaches. I really want to advocate for a math coach, but I'm learning that I should not have given contracts out. I should have held them and talked with each of them about my vision. Right, baby, let's get into this first. <laughs> I don't know whether you are uh, laughing or mortified. I'm from the hood, and still, man, I had so many occasions where this generation of kids we led and taught and cared for would just blow my ever loving mind with their worldliness. Oh, funny in the moment, but. Uh, the larger issue is how just inappropriate this exposure is. Now, first, let me say this five-year-old meant that with the complete sincerity and authenticity. That was 100% a sincere compliment. It wasn't any kind of uh, something that was said for shock value. She wasn't trying to make the class laugh. She just said it, and it rolled off her tongue. You look like a pimp. Now, there's probably a disturbed part of me deep inside that really took that as a compliment I mean I, I probably need therapy but uh, it was definitely a compliment it it just underscores that we've got to get to know our kids and we've got to find out what they're coming to the table with while not using those things as an excuse while not using them as an excuse so I want to capitalize on the fact that this five-year-old has enough confidence to give an adult a compliment that's a wonderful thing we might have to calibrate it though so we she's not going around calling people pimps baby that's not going to work that's not going to the teacher was mortified the teacher was mortified but i made it a point not to try to teach that student uh, why that was inappropriate in the moment none of the other kids got it couple of them got it but most of them didn't get it most of them were five-year-olds with five-year-old sensibilities this kid has been exposed to a lot obviously and so 
teacher follow up with the student afterwards. I even talked with the student a little bit, but it was a very casual conversation. Uh, I didn't want to dismiss it completely, but I also didn't want to, uh, you know, like sabotage the original intent, which was a sincere and honest compliment that still makes me feel warm inside. Yeah, more than a decade later. Now, talking about those contracts, man. Oh, gosh. Like, I get a pit in my stomach reading that entry, and it's 15 years later. It was... I could chalk it up to just as, like, a, a, a rookie mistake, which it was. It's my first year there. I come from another district. had uh, different processes. Also, I wasn't faced in my last district with the possibility I didn't have that many staff members that I wanted to move out of there. I, I really didn't. It was just, it was a different district. It was a smaller school. You know, the district was in the suburbs and kind of on the edge of a small working class community. And there were no real fire alarms. There were a couple, don't get me wrong. There were a couple, but nothing like the numbers I had here. And so, what I learned the hard way is that you want to have a talk before you hand out those contracts. Because in hindsight, when I give the contracts out, it's almost like a, it's almost like a tacit message that I want your ass back. And in many cases, I didn't. Or I wanted you to know why you didn't get your contract right away. And that, honestly, it, it, it definitely causes some tension and strife in schools and I'm going to get to that when I do next year's journal because next year I knew better and didn't distribute every contract on the same day but um, it definitely made uh, conversations a little more challenging but I took that burden on and I apologized for giving all these contracts out too soon and I still had those conversations and they were tough they we're tough, um, but I, I'm a football fan, and I watched a documentary on Bill Walsh, legendary head coach of the uh, San Francisco 49ers, and he he comes off like a really mild-mannered gentleman. You see him on the sidelines, and he's clean-cut. He looks like like your granddad or like uncle, but players, Hall of Fame players, former players were interviewed, and they all tell you. And I think it's something that Bill Walsh said. He was not afraid to have the tough conversation. He was willing to have, he was willing to have the tough conversation. But I'm not gonna tell you I wasn't afraid to have these things or that I felt trepidation or worried about my approval rating. But that was a challenge I took on in the principalship. Because again, I told you this in past episodes, my nature is that of a people pleaser. And, you know, I'm the guy that used to try to get everybody to buy into things on the front end. But, you know, with wisdom and experience, I know better now. And I, I always kept that example of Bill Walsh in my head that you have to be willing to have the hard conversations. And these conversations were hard. They were going to be hard anyway. I made them a little harder by, you know, placing a contract in everyone's box, which, again, in this new district is almost... Uh, an unsaid message that we want your back. So 
Even beyond a rookie mistake, I will also tell you that at that time, I was not great at attention to detail. And perhaps other rookies in my position found out or figured out and knew better. So I just don't want to chalk it up to, he's just new. I wasn't a real attention to detail guy back in the day. And I'm sure that combined with the fact that it's my first year in the district served to make my job of having these tough conversations harder than it needs to be. And listen, I divide the tough conversations into two categories. One's where a one conversation is, hey, these are the things I need you to get better at so that what you do is more aligned with our mission. And other ones are, um, you need to let me help you find a better fit for you. Because uh, this isn't it. And I'm proud to say that I had both types, but man, I made it more difficult by handing out those contracts. Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart, Leadership Podcast. I am faced with staffing decisions I've never encountered before. Man, it makes me empathize with principals who have to make a hard choice about whether to keep a staff member or let them go. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Please share it with a teammate, a colleague, or a friend. And always remember that no matter what's going on in our world, When you wake up on the right side of dirt, you playing with house money, baby. You playing with house money. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.